friends, this is It Came From A Basement, a show where we cover the contents of the 96 discs inside a mysterious DVD binder that has been delivered to us via the turning wheel of fate. I'm Dean, he, him. I'm Dan, he, him. I'm Roxy, she, her. Today we are revisiting a binder staple um, by returning to the Kingdom Hospital, uh, we are covering disc three of the collections, which covers episodes eight to eleven of the first and only season of this Stephen King Lars von Trier remake series. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, if you're new to our show, welcome. Uh, we are uh, trapped in the cycle of watching through every disc contained in a Eldritch DVD binder that comes from the titular abasement. <laughs> the titular abasement? <laughs> yeah. Um, Talk. I've been... We've been abased debased <laughs> doing this show um and you know we have no <laughs> we have no yeah, control the amount over. of debasement is yeah it came it from, from debasement de- <laughs> <laughs> um we have no we have no control over what ha- happens uh, what order these discs are in we are you know going through them in order. Um, some of them are movies. Some of them are collections of t- TV episodes. Some of them are video games and soundtrack discs. Um, <laughs> yes. Genres genres do not hold us. Um, we are we are you know untethered but tethered to the will of the binder. Yeah, and and, and like a a side quest on this on this journey of ours is to figure out who put this thing together or at least get a read on their, their, uh, psych psychological state, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, tons it, have tons of ideas have been floated, but every yeah. time we come to some sort of conclusion, we get a new turn. Yeah. Millions have died in this futile effort. Yeah. And we're nearly the next in the long chain. Mm-hmm. The long stretches, history. Yeah. That stretches back to the, to the year 2004 mm-hmm. 2005 I think the it's ancient days the ancient days the the days before as I like the, to call them the latest I believe the latest disc is registered trademark 2005 right it, there might be a 2006 in there I, I don't remember I think 2005 is the latest one so it must have been compiled in at best late 2005 early early 2006 unless someone truly psychopathic decided (laughs) to seek out these discs specifically i think that's a wrinkle we maybe haven't considered is that Mm. this is not a binder um assembled piecemeal uh interest-based but instead is a binder that someone said i think a thief of time is number two in this binder (laughs) i have to find that uh gore zone joshua was 2006 Okay. That's all I have to say. So it, it's, somehow it's, I have a feeling that this came out like before the movie officially was made. I don't know mm. why. 
Okay. But um, interesting. <laughs> I hate that movie. That movie fucking sucks. Yeah, I know. You don't like you, you notorious Joshua hater. Yeah, notorious fucking Joshua ragger over here. <laughs> Well, luckily, we're not talking about Joshua. We're talking about the good old... Luckily. Good old Stephen King. Mr. Yeah. uh, I wonder if Stephen King wrote this. I wonder. Did did the Stephen King plot give it away, or did the multiple times when they dropped straight out of a Stephen King horror novel... You know? Yeah. Yeah, fuck this show. They had the gall (laughs) to do it once as a background thing, and I'm like, all right, fuck you, but sure. And then, like... Two episodes later, they do it, like, right to camera, out yeah. loud. You know Didn't what? They... Fuck you. Just swallow a grenade. Oh, my God. Didn't they uh, say, like, oh, we're in, like, Salem's Lot, like, in one episode last time? Probably. I don't they, know. Like, they, I like, that. drove past I, Castle I know Rock or something. twice they name-dropped Stephen King himself in a Stephen King production. Hey, that's very... That, I mean, you, y'all knock it. That's very Stephen King. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the Dark Tower. He's a primary character in sure, his own sure, book, sure. Um, so he, it's he, okay. It's okay. He makes himself Listen, a if primary. Kurt Vonnegut, maybe that's one thing, but I don't know. I guess I don't it's know. fine. Stephen, I like Stephen King is working through his own his own sure. mortality in that book. Of I think, course, of course. I think he sort of uh, you know finds ways to justify it. But Twice in, this, in one show. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much. Right to camera. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but yeah, if if that didn't tip you off, maybe like two episodes straight that is just a Stephen King novel. Yeah. <laughs> or like the, the middle chapters of a Stephen King novel where you're focusing on this new character that doesn't matter for <laughs> yeah. way too long. <laughs> for an entire like, yeah. time. Yeah. For the whole entire baseball episode is like a middle chapter in a Stephen King book that like kept going and it was amazing. Those are see, um, it's really interesting because I feel like those are my least favorite parts of Stephen King books. Yeah, it's and everyone's my, least favorite. Part. And it's my favorite part of the shit we've watched here when it didn't focus on because the sixteen we in the ground floor. That's why. Yeah, I that's exactly. Guess. Understand so, who the, we we saw the beginning of a story. To be it wasn't. The main story. <laughs> to be someone's. fair, there are sixteen thousand main characters in this show. There are so many. Like the first episode that we had to watch, I don't remember it. Every scene is a new group of characters, all of whom we are supposed to remember from earlier episodes that we have seen. And I'm like, I don't even remember the dude who's banging his girlfriend in the fucking clubhouse underneath the hospital. You expect <laughs> me to remember? The oh, the weird, the weird uh, Jermaine Clement meets uh, <laughs> meets um, Dean. Um, Ted Raimi, <laughs> motherfucker. Dean, listen, I know you're talking about Elmer right now, but the fact is that I wasn't talking about Elmer. Oh, I was no. talking about Doctor oh, Hook. I was talking about Doctor Hook. He bangs oh. his girlfriend in the bed in the clubhouse that he has. Yeah, that they keep a dismembered head inside. There's multiple characters who are getting it busy in this hospital. And listen, here's the thing. I, for 100%, for like three of these episodes, thought that the girl Elmer was fucking was the same girl that Dr. Hook was fucking. But they're two different different blonde women. Wow. Who's Dr. Hook? He's the The main guy. He's Hunk. Bruce Davison? No, No. not Bruce Davison. Oh, the guy with, oh, the guy, the dark haired guy. Yeah, he's the guy who keeps doing that weird. Andrew McCarthy. He does that weird, like, 
he puts his fingers in his mouth and he blows and he does like a weird finger thing. He does that to Bruce Davison once and he does that to Ed Begley Jr. another time. He's I'll like, take your word for it. I don't yeah, think I, don't I know. remember. I genuinely don't think I was paying attention when he was on screen. You weren't conscious. Ed Begley yeah. Jr. Ed Begley Ed Jr. Begley Jr. Uh, playing a weird <laughs> a secret society member, chief of staff. Ed Begley Jr. is one of those dudes who's in something, and you're like, okay, this is this guy. Is, this has some juice. This is a little oh, okay. Sure, yeah, yeah. The Begley juice, yeah. You want the Begley that. juice? You got the Begley juice. He's like, he's like, he's like Jared Harris. Mm. You know, he's in the same tier. Maybe Jared Harris is in a tier above, like all to himself. <laughs> I think in cinema. But, but I get you. He's when he shows up, you're happy, and you know whatever you're watching is just going to be a bit better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he'll show up and you'll be like sometimes you'll be like is that no is that Ed Bigley Jr. I've that has happened to me a couple of times. Yeah. Remember when Ed Bigley Jr. played like Elon Musk <laughs> and fought the entire Star Trek Voyager crew? Yeah, that was wild. That was 90s, wild in Whoa. the nineties. In the most nineties goddamn thing ever made in the nineties. In the nineties. And yeah. then I, I wonder when that took place. Um, I remember well, they, him. They as, traveled to the nineties. In the nineties, yeah, yeah, like they made it about the nineties, the and 90s and they and fought or they teamed up with Sarah Silverman in the nineties. Yes. Wait, what? They teamed up yes. with Sarah Silverman and uh, playing herself? No, no, no. Okay, wait, but Sarah Silverman, she's playing a nineties character from yes. the nineties in the nineties, set in the nineties. Created in the 1990s to be as current and 90s as possible. It's cool. Jesus Christ! It I was, a, watch it was a whole two-parter. No, yeah. you really don't. <laughs> you no, really don't like need a, to watch it. Sounds Voyager. like I really do need to watch it. Um. Uh, yeah, uh, I remember at Begley Jr. from Arrested Development mostly. He yeah. Plays, uh, what was good. that movie? Of uh, Streets of Fire. No. Ed Begley Jr. does appear in Streets of Fire. Uh, the oh, it's about books and adventures, and it's got pirates and cartoons. Book Club? No. Mm. Oh, what is that movie? Pa- Page Master. I think it was. Yeah, Page Master. Is Ed he Begley in Page Jr. Master? was the dad in that, right? In Joe Dante's Page Master, not Joe Dante. S- uh, the um, page. Yeah, the Page Master. Not uh, no Joe Dante. He uh shit. Um. Oh, what's his name? Captain um, America. Joe, Joe Johnston. Johnston. Joe Johnston. There you go. I think it's yeah. Joe Johnston. Yes, it is. Damn, I used to watch that a bunch as a kid, but I have not revisited that in probably like 25 years. <laughs> well, maybe not that <laughs> long, but a while. Uh, let's talk about Star Trek. No way. Um, no. We got Whoopi, Patrick Stewart, and Nimoy in that movie. <laughs> in that... <laughs> In that movie that in we're Page not Master? in Page Master, <laughs> yeah, that movie was crazy. It's Lots Whoopi, Patrick Stewart, and... Leonard Nimoy. We got Scooby Doo in it. Frank Welker's oh, there, of course. Christopher Lloyd. You need that Welker juice, otherwise, why even animate it? <laughs> I love. I'm gonna love the people listening to this who don't know that Frank Welker voices Scooby Doo. So for a second, they were like, Scooby Doo's in it. Frank Welker's in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, guess who? Guess who uh, else is in it? The pirates are uh, one of the pirates uh, is voiced by a Robert Picardo. Oh fuck! We got a lot of Star Trek in that movie. Nice. Yeah, Joe Johnson been, was like, "I'm done with Star Wars." I've been watching uh, Johnson should have made a Star Trek in uh, uh, 
uh, Dickinson. Oh, is he in that? Yeah, he's in it a a bunch. He's like one of the townspeople that are always doing some funny stuff. Can we talk about about (laughs) Kingdom Hospital? We have four episodes to get through. Okay, let's talk about Kingdom Hospital. Um, The first episode, Heartless. There's an anteater monster that takes a dude's heart out and puts another one in it. That was cool. That did happen, didn't it? Yep, it takes um, the mayor of New York City eat Robert Roger Ebert's heart out <laughs> in a nice little fucking cat's paw. It felt like the end of a you know creep show, mm. or a, you know it was a nice little haha. He gets Get what you ask for. He Ooh, gets like a transplant. I like that. Uh, uh, you know what's funny? The dog. Remember there was a dog there. I know the dog. I, I don't the, remember. I thought the dog. something really weird was going to happen. The dog. Was, oh, go ahead. I thought because the dog was eating the guy's heart, right? Eating the heart transplant that the guy wanted. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that the anteater, that the anteater monster was going to give the guy the dog's heart. Oh shit! Uh, the guy was going to have a dog, like a dog heart. But that that'd did be not pretty happen, cool. Man. No, <laughs> that would be so stupid. Yeah, but like in the best way. Um, <laughs> no. The dog. That like, dog the show is was crazy. I don't know what happened in any of it. No, I don't remember anything that happened in this episode. I know the dog is owned by the guy who plays Death in Supernatural. That's what yeah. I know. Yes. Um, yeah. I also he was, know... Oh, he goes through a whole thing, right? There's just so much that happens. Yeah, he, like, has a spiritual experience during oh, a... everyone has a spiritual experience. But, yeah, he gets his sight back, right? I didn't know he was blind. I didn't know that either. <laughs> He's not playing blind in this. At least not to my knowledge. Um, he just has, like, big, like, Coke bottle glasses. I didn't, Maybe he just, like... Not, right. not he's like legally blind, maybe. I'm sure in like episode one they established that this is a blind man. And yeah. we're supposed to have that knowledge entering into episode fucking eight. Somehow I but, doubt that even if we had seen episodes one through three, we would understand any of this show. Um maybe a little better, but definitely not to the extent they wish. Uh well Bruce, hold on, can we just say doesn't this episode start with Bruce Davidson in a car just freaking out saying, I have no idea what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Which is pretty much the perfect, I kind of, I don't know. I mean, Bruce Davidson. It's just that basically repeated for the next like five hours, it felt like. Bruce Davidson this. in these four episodes is either doing one of two things and it's having a freak out or fucking right. his wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only two things Usually he's Usually and flip-flopping within the same scene sometimes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the, his car keeps getting fucked. <laughs> <laughs> or no, um, that or he's being like insane. On that interview, he's just like, uh, I'm like racist and classist and uh, <laughs> the most yeah, disgusting the, human being possible. Like the reporter keeps giving him like outs to be like, no, I'm yeah. a real human. And he's like, no, I'm just a monster. And he's There's like, no, the immigrants too, are here. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um. Ugh. Can we please, can we please, 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 I don't think we're going to have enough to talk about uh, in episode eight, but... I have no, um, I, I have no more things to share about episode eight. Can we talk about... I don't know. I thought episode eight was the one I was most awake for, so that's a shame, because there's wanna, the burn you, victim guy. That was cool. Kind of. I don't know. Um. Well, the thing I want to discuss, at least very briefly, is how it's the third fucking thing, almost in a row, in which someone is strapped into a machine and their dreams are examined. What is yep. going on? Oh my god, know. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's insane. Also, the dreams are crazy, right? I, 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 Dan, <laughs> I was losing my mind trying to understand if what we were seeing was a dream or yeah, was real too. life because it kept cutting between them as if nothing was yeah. changing. I felt like. 
Yeah, no, you're totally right. And it's also crazy, like, it's just so hard when you have no grounding for reality <laughs> to begin with, and then you're entering into, like, dreams, and you're seeing, like, the craziest shit, but then there's also the craziest shit of all time right. in the regular world, not in dreamland, and you just have, it's so confusing. Was he? Why is there a dream machine in this hospital? Like, nothing makes sense. Was he fucking that, that doctor in the dream, but not in real life? The, the corpse doctor? She was dead, right? Wasn't that what happened in the... See, this is what I'm... I remember the dream being him waking up a corpse and then having sex with it. Maybe that happens too, but I know that the girl... The woman who's, like, administrating his tests keeps fucking mm-hmm. him, right? Gotta be honest. I don't even know who this him character is. Elmer. I can't even uh, remember. He's, right, I know right. his name is Elmer because he's the most disgusting human I've ever seen with my own two eyes. He's I've I've uh, the the Ted Raimi, uh, Jermaine Clement hybrid guy. Yes. Okay. Yes. This is such an unlistenable to mess. What? I've actually discovered something. I've, I'm reading this on the Wikipedia um, about this show. Okay. And this really clarifies it for me. Um, this is what it says about how King like worked here. He said it was the first time he adapted someone else's work uh, rather than his own. Uh, he kept most of the characters in the dark humor, added a new central character, Peter Rickman. Um, Don't know based, who that is. I think mm-hmm. it is... Peter Rickman is, I believe... Um, Jack Coleman. Oh, you know Jack Coleman? No, the guy in the coma. The guy oh, is the, the guy in the coma who keeps waking up and drawing shit. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that character is new. Uh, and of course, he was based on King's personal experience after being hit by a minivan, as most things in 2004 for Stephen King is about. Um. <laughs> He calls he calls the series known for its tangential plots and characters who recur throughout a novelization for television is how he described it. I mean that Which, makes sense. That really tracks um and it's clarifying what I was thinking about some of these episodes. But also this is nonsense. It's best when it's being a television show and not being or like like three half chapters of a book which is what episode to me episode eight and episode 11 both felt very like tangential and hard to follow where episode nine and ten were just like this one's about a a baseball player who wants to kill himself (laughs) or something those two were my favorites because they had their their own kind of internal structure and they would just like ever so slightly check out, uh, like check up on those other characters. But yeah. eight and eleven were like I don't know eight. See, I think the the only thing I really remember from episode eight is the sort of stuff with the mayor, and mm. that was like the through line that felt like the that episode thing, as opposed to just advancing other plot lines that I have no idea what's going on in. You know, because mm. mm-hmm. that was kind of a cool. Again, that one felt like a short. It was like a a neat like, uh, like story from like a creepy comic or something like a short horror anthology thing a guy in a hospital bed who needs a heart transplant next to a burn victim that he's like <laughs> wishing dies so he can mm. get the heart and then the i, I mean there's that scene when the bird victim because the burn the guy in the other bed this burn victim is hearing this dude like on the phone asking about like what what happens if like a guy gets moved up on the list and all, all this <laughs> right, shit right. so he knows that the guy's gonna try to kill him 
So he gets up to try to kill this guy, which I thought was pretty cool. That scene when he, like, gets out of bed. <laughs> yeah. You know, the guy's basically just hamburger at this point, and it's like, oh, that has to hurt. And then he goes to kill the guy, he gets shot by the cops in the heart? I mean, I don't know, that's cool. Yeah. That I was all, I mean, that. I know, that was all the stuff I remember the most out of that episode. And I think it had the least to do with the rest of the show, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, I think that's how yeah, I feel it feels the like the show is like half like just random anthology stuff of <laughs> fucking crazy shit going on in this hospital. And then like there's also a plot line about like some earthquake or something and yeah. I, you know, I don't fucking know. There's but. like the recurrent like the Elmer guy is doing stuff, there's Jack Coleman doing stuff, there's I just want like a hospital that has weird shit happen in it and every yeah. episode is just like yeah, this is happening now. Yeah, welcome to Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Come on. even even less supernaturally, that's why House is such a big fucking deal. It's because it's the hospital where shit goes on. And that's why Grey's Anatomy is still on the air after 60,000 years. Yeah. Like, yeah. supernatural shit would be cool. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Um, Which is why yeah. I, I, I think the first episode didn't really grab me at, at first. I think what ended up happening was I... I, it didn't grab me, and I assumed that the heart transplant dude was a recurring character. He probably not, was, but I at least, like, I don't know. That was yeah. the one thing I at least got, that he's just like, well, I'm in hospital bed. I don't know. It just, it felt, it felt like the most, the only thing that I could understand, really, mm. that was going on, so. Right. I get that. I'm glad that you did. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what happened in the rest of the episode at all. And the re- the rest of the show, I'm a little foggy. It's on, a little so. sweaty. It's a little sweaty. <laughs> a little sweaty. Um, did we, last time we did this, did we do, like, goo grades and ratings for each episode? Uh, let's, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Let's do it. I don't know if we did it last time, but let's do it. Okay. Um, oh, well, I don't know what the, I don't think there's goo. Is there? I don't remember goo. Dan? I don't remember any goo. All right, in this first step, I don't know. Um, so zero, I guess. Zero. What was our favorite scene? Uh, listen, I when the burn, again, when the burn victim got shot. Uh, yeah, well, when the heart transplant happened, I guess. I don't really remember it, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. You remember it? Not really. No, unfortunately. Uh. I remember, it was pretty memorable to me, I'm gonna, at least. Anytime the anteater was talking, it's crazy. It the audio insane. mix, the audio mix changes when he starts talking. It's nuts. Yes, it's really wild. Uh, the eye lines don't match up very well. I think I noticed. Like, they're not really looking at the <laughs> anteater guy that much. I mean, I, you know, whatever. It's early TV digital effects. I'm not really trying to shit on it, but it just turns into a very insane show when. A giant the, alien it, monster comes on and starts talking in like a southern accent. It turns. Shoves it, a dude's heart. I don't know. It's really weird. Are you saying yeah. it turns into an insane show when a giant uh, spectral anteater named Antubis, based on the Egyptian god Anubis, <laughs> written by Stephen King, is introduced into the show? Yeah, a little bit. It gets a little <laughs> wacky. It gets a little wacky. Um, I'm going to go with the heart transplant scene. I can never tell who knows he's there or not. You know what I mean? I don't know who's alive. Like, like who's, yeah, who's alive, who's dead, who can see this thing, who can't. What? It's so crazy. The guy Mm -hmm. in Jack Coleman keeps, like, sitting up and talking and then laying back down when someone comes in the room. And I didn't know if that was him, like, if that was. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I didn't know if it was, like, visually, like, if it was just. 
like a almost like theater of him showing that he is like this one part of the scene is in the spirit world and, this, and then he's laying down because the next part of the scene's in the real world. I didn't know if it was like that or if it was he is pretending or he can't be perce- like he can't exist in the state he's in when someone's in I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to watch this show. It's hard to talk about this show. I'm really sorry everyone listening because this must it's be hard. complete nonsense but like we it, there isn't a way to describe what is going on here that is going to convince you that we know what we're talking about this episode 9 butterfingers written by Stephen King now this one i got now this pretty i can get cool. into huh this one was pretty cool yeah, i it thought was, this one was it it felt like i said like a chapter in Stephen King book that i would skip over but yeah. this one was pretty fun because it felt like that. And I was like, I know what I'm seeing right now. There is like – so so this one, it, there's a whole extended opening sequence um, about one a dude who misses one baseball in, world, in a World Series game. And for the rest of his life, all anyone does is throw shit at him. Is throw baseballs call, at him. Like, and call him a them. loser. Yeah, they just torment the shit out of him. Because yeah. um, he – he fucked up. Can we talk really quick about how the World Series is a hundred percent being played in a minor league stadium in this universe? <laughs> yeah, the outfield was like three steps wide, and there were like fifty people in the stadium. That's they all went they to could a, get. They went to a Trenton Thunder game. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It was funny. I, I I thought it was very charming because it was yeah. very clearly they couldn't get a real MLB they stadium. They couldn't get to a huge stadium film, but yeah, what um, losers? Yeah, <laughs> fucking. What is this? ABC? It's probably yeah, ABC. Yeah, it is an ABC show. Fucking Disney. Fucking uh, Eisner. Was Eisner still around? I don't know if he was still I around. But I think this was. This, mm, too, I have no idea. I don't know. Anyway, I don't claim uh, to be an expert. This guy's getting fucked. Uh, every which way. Um, I think it actually starts with the hospital and everyone's watching the actual World Series. Um, yeah, everyone's getting into the World yeah, Series. He's, it's like he's all watching the, the World Series in his like hotel or house or whatever, right? Yeah, his, and he's house. yeah with a gun to his head and if they win or lose, I forget exactly what his stipulation is to himself, but if something happens, he's going to kill himself. And at Was the there end, a stipulation? Oh, I didn't realize there was necessarily a stipulation. He was waiting for something. He was, like, waiting yeah. for them to lose the game, I think. Like, for the curse thing to continue. And if... Because he did it at the end, oh. and there's a couple times where he's, like... Sure, I felt like it was... I don't know. Maybe I missed something, but I didn't realize it was a specific... It felt like he was just waiting for something, as opposed to, like, something specific. Yeah, maybe, but I think I probably just missed something, because I was only paying half attention. So. <laughs> no, it might have just been vague, but I think... He, like, mm-hmm. there were a couple times where he's, like, it's not right. Um, uh, really? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then, yeah, so he shoots himself... Uh, and we go, and I think well, at they that lose point, in, in yeah, they lose, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, they, when, they lose, and then they uh, the announcer like tears him an asshole too. He's like, oh, almost as embarrassing a loss as when you know <laughs> when Butterfingers whatever this dude, Butterfingers right. fucked up, and then he's like, all right, uh, and just Earl like, Error Candleton. Candleton. They say his name so much. Uh, error everyone candle. keeps remarking on him, but this is the point where. Uh, there are two quotes here during the radio. I think maybe in the afterward on the TV, um, someone said, "Right when he shoots himself, uh, it's the, this crowd is stunned to silence. You think someone died? 
from yeah, like oh the radio that announcer. That was pretty funny. And then like immediately afterward, it was like it's like a King Stephen King horror story. Yeah. That was the first. That's why I stopped paying as much attention. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm out. My, I literally wrote, "Get fucked, dude." Jeez, in my notes. <laughs> I think I put something similar. I think I just said, um, fuck off. I can't. I can't bring myself to knock him for that. I think it's it's a get fucked in a funny way. I don't care. Who yeah, cares? It's, it's yeah. If I it's wrote for the a fact fu- that he did it twice, <laughs> the other one yeah. like the first one was subtle, and then the other one wasn't, and it's like, oh Jesus, all right. It's probably not even him. It was probably whoever was like directing that episode or whatever. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Craig R. Baxley Jr. Yeah, Craig it just, Baxley. It, it honestly Jr. felt more like fuck you, Stephen King, and it said it felt more like fuck you for whoever's just working right next to him. Seemed like look what I did. <laughs> yeah. what I did. But whatever. Um. Yeah. So he's oh, brought. He's hold brought, on. Oh, go ahead. Can I can I mention again? I know we mentioned it last time. The fucking theme song of this show. The theme song's pretty good. It yeah. whips so much ass. I get so hyped for like a better show when that theme song plays every time. It's cool. It kind of sells me on what the show wants to be um, sometimes. And it's just like, all right, all right. If this show is just a little easier to to follow, I feel like it'd be pretty good. I'd actually have a really good time watching it. It's not yeah. bad. It's It looks pretty okay. The You know, some of the shit that's going on is crazy in a compelling maybe, way. Maybe the Lars von Trier version is, is good. Oh, uh, I have news. What's the uh, news? Lars von Trier is returning yes. for a third and final season of The Kingdom. In tw- yeah, filming in this year, twenty twenty one. Yeah, it'll it's shooting a final five episode run, uh, called The Kingdom Exodus. Fun. I uh, it'll explore. It'll explore unsolved stories of the hospital as well as reigniting old feuds between the Swedes and the Danes. Ooh. Oh damn! International incidents over here. <laughs> yeah. If there's uh, one I have, thing. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I have no idea if it's any good. I'm not a huge Von Trier fan, so <laughs> I don't. Know? I don't know. You know me. If there's one thing I can't get enough of, it's that large Von Trier. <laughs> love that guy. I yeah. don't. I love. I, uh, there's a professor I had one time who uh, he's mm-hmm. like, I really like a lot of people. I don't like to talk bad. I hate him as a human being. <laughs> I don't think he knew him. I don't think he knew him personally, but I thought that was just a funny. He deli- Maybe you had to be there or I'm just delivering it pretty badly, but he's just very, he was a very soft-spoken, nice guy. And for him to just be like, I, I hate him very much. Just, <laughs> no okay. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, they did, that dude is probably interesting. Also, why did I have to watch least. the five obstructions like 17 times? Oh my God. Is there a fucking reason for that? Um, I've considered watching uh, Melancholia a few times, and I'm like, it's a pretty good movie. I know. I just I look at the description of it. I'm like, I don't really know if it was during the COVID, uh, like the pandemic, and I was like, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm good for this right now. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely captures the feeling of like just being depressed better than anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's pretty. I mean, I haven't seen many of his movies. I think I've only really seen Melancholia and 
five obstructions and like I don't really know what else actually. So yeah, I, I can't say I'm a volunteer guy. <laughs> so uh, Butterfingers, um, he's transferred. He's he's brought to the kingdom, and uh, he doesn't die, right? No, he's in like a coma, and yeah. um, this dude can't catch a break because two things are happening at this point. One, he is uh, on the operating table getting like operated on, and everyone in the room is like, "This fucking loser." This fucking dude is in our operating room. I can't believe the guy who lost us the World Series is doing is in here. And I think Elmer steals the bullet from inside this dude's brain. Like, he pockets it. Because um, that yeah, comes up a yeah. little later. And then meanwhile, this dude killed himself to get away from the pain of being Butterfingers. And he ends up in baseball hell. Mm-hmm. Like, this dude can't catch a fucking break. No, baseball hell's not fun. No, it's not good. Ba- it's not baseball heaven. I'll tell you that. It ain't. It ain't baseball heaven, unfortunately. Uh, this one was interesting. Um, I don't remember any of the other side stuff that goes on. Um, Episode check- ten. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me check my notes. Um, uh, Elmer says to the the woman who's doing his dreams, uh, "If I'm a good boy, will you be a naughty girl?" And I just wanted to mention how awful I think Elmer is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate him. Elmer sucks. Um. There was a couple scenes in this when the hospital looked like it was your living room when you've been sitting on your computer into the night and you forgot to turn all the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> it was really dark. Yeah. It's when I'm, it was extremely funny. <laughs> um, there is see. nothing darker than the darkness that you realize when you realize how dark it is. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oops. It likes it. The, the light dims farther when you realize that. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is, I've never seen a darker environment than the one I, <laughs> I've currently been in for an hour without realizing. Um, it's the infinite trials of double night. Double night. <laughs> okay. So there is a whole little part of this plot. That I oh, thought was God. going to be really cool and it ended up being less cool than I thought in that he was going to get an MRI done, right? Mm-hmm. And um, sure. there were all the ghosts in the hospital or all of like half the people in the hospital are trying to convince the doctors not to give them this, they got, not to give them this MRI. And then this crazy woman was saying how if he gets an MRI, he's going to be trapped in limbo forever. And I thought – in, in my head, I thought that meant if you get an MRI when you are in a coma – then you were trapped in limbo forever. And I thought that was like the coolest, weirdest wrinkle in the lore of the show. But it turns out the guy just has a secret pacemaker they didn't know about. And if they uh, ran into the MRI, he was going to actually die and therefore trap him in like baseball hell forever. That sucks. Um, there was a whole little thing where Elmer got his bullet, the dude's head bullet stuck inside the MRI, mm. uh, which was really stupid. Uh, and then this episode ended with him going backwards throughout his whole life in his head to the point of dropping the ball and imagining that he didn't drop it. And I I just kind of want to unpack what this episode thinks that like trauma is because this mm. episode seems to be positing if you just backtrack through your life and imagine that the traumatic event happened differently, then you're fixed, which That's- is – 
a very Stephen King thing to do. If, if I'm being, if I'm being real, that is, I mean, that is how he sort of processes his own trauma a lot of times in his fiction. Just imagine it didn't happen. It's just like, oh, you gotta go back and like it didn't happen. That's what he does all the time. What if that minivan didn't hit me and then it's like, right. oh, shit. That's li- that's what he does. That's it's like crazy. this is what's really fucking me up today. What if? It didn't happen. <laughs> that's absolutely <laughs> bug fuck nuts. Uh, Has yeah, anyone that's... ever asked Steve if it's worked? <laughs> I don't know. He keeps writing it, so maybe it's like, you know. I mean, maybe the process of writing it helps more than the, I don't know, psychological act of pretending it didn't happen. I don't know. That's an interesting. Yeah. Of course. Uh, that of was course. the end. Um, no goo grade, I don't think. Nope, not again. Um, episode 10, come on. Well, we're not going to rate them. Oh, episode, uh, episode, episode eight got a two out of 10, a two out of five. This one gets a three and a half out of five. Three and a half out of five. I agree with you. It was fun. Baseball My favorite hell. scene was when all the kids were throwing the baseballs at him at the, in, the classroom? in the classroom. Yeah. Oh my and the God. The last one definitely hits him in the nuts. Yeah. The yeah. slow mo hits him directly yeah. in the sack. Because they give us an extra punchy whoop, right as it does, too. This <laughs> the that was pretty nice. That was funny. Every this kid brought dude. a baseball. What scumbags. <laughs> they were Every like, oh, you know one. who's coming in today? That- there's no fucking way all of this entire class knows who this dude is. Are you kidding me? There's at least yeah. one Roxy Sylvester in that classroom who is like, I don't fucking know what this dude is doing here. They Why are we throwing balls at fucking, him? Yeah, that Roxy Sylvester was probably forced to throw the baseball by whatever fucking bully Stephen King was imagining. From yeah. She, she looked around and whatever she's like, incredibly wait. incredibly racist, homophobic, <laughs> psychopath yeah. pulled a knife on him in the middle of class and told him to throw this fucking baseball. <laughs> yeah. she, That's she, my guess. I don't know. I don't the, the, the Roxy Sylvester in that classroom was probably paper. like, was probably like, wait, we're all throwing baseballs at this dude and takes out a baseball that she already had. <laughs> um, probably. Yeah, my favorite scene was, jeez, uh, what was it? Um, it was the moment when I thought the MRIs trapped people in hell. And uh, that was pretty cool. Nice. So not a real scene, but like. A, the opening. How about the opening? The opening scene. Yeah. The whole opening. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I genuinely don't remember any of the rest of this episode other than up until when he shot himself, that whole thing. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the whole opening, that whole cool. sequence. Uh, I'm going to take a piss break oh, while, geez. before we go into the next one. Okay, okay. Mm, we'll be right back. All right, what are we talking about here? Oh, I don't know. What are we talking about? Did you watch Pro- Total Recall yet? I haven't watched Total Recall yet. I'm sorry. I'm going to watch it soon. It's fine. Uh, I did see Army of the Dead. Ah, oh, that's right. That's coming uh, out. Oh shit! That's coming out tonight. tonight, right? Yeah. Oh, I was so tired, but maybe I'll try to stay up it, for that. Dan, I think I. Well, it's two <laughs> and a half hours long, so. Well, uh, coffee exists. That's fair. Um, I think you'll dig it a lot. <laughs> I think you'll okay. really like it. I think. so. I have a feeling that I'm going to dig it a lot. Like just. It's- a- just a feeling but i think i might super dig this movie i don't know I, if you uh the opening of it right uh-huh. um if you like that i think you'll dig the movie okay. the opening is <laughs> the opening to this movie it's another is like, like x snyder like history lesson credit sequence that's probably the best part of the movie right that's what i heard at least it yeah kind of except it's like <laughs> 
it's it's not like a history lesson. It's like here are all these characters' backstories uh, and their well, trauma right. and mm. the it's yeah, it's like a history lesson on the specific characters and it's re- right. I think it's really well done. It just it just also takes place over the course of two full songs. <laughs> it's <laughs> Dan, it's two different songs that well not different it's like the it's like two versions of the same songs that play wait two version of the what it's not even two different songs no it's like the same it's like two different covers of the same song and the one is hilarious it's incredible that's amazing oh my god the the thing the thing that this movie does with zombies it's just nuts it's the best resident evil movie that's ever been made a hundred percent. I was abs- thinking about uh, yes. That's uh, that sounds so cool. It is the I zombie heard, in a cape. It's just right. and someone says that is that a zombie in a cape? <laughs> I was incre- thinking, you know, this movie. When I saw that, I, I think I saw in a trailer that shot of the zombie in a cape. Yeah, and like it kind of just blew my mind because it. I mean, I don't know what this movie is about, but in my brain, I was immediately like, oh, that's right. We haven't, like, uh, done the next step in the zombie thing yet, which is clearly what it seems like this movie is doing, which is just make them fucking smart and oh, turn Dan. it into, like, a literal war oh, of just dead people. And, like, you know, they're not zombies. Just, you know, oh, Dan. Them. Oh, fuck. <laughs> is it like, I just want it to be, like, a fantasy story about, you know, <laughs> soldiers versus fucking, you know, necromancers and shit. It isn't quite that, but it is like it's like approaching it, that, right? It's, it's approaching it's more that. that than it is whatever Dawn of the Dead, I guess, or something. The right? zombie, the zombie with a cape is is like a zombie leader. He is like That's amazing. Yeah. Also, the yeah, montage like isn't the opening. Zombie general, but um, right. it is. It is. I mean, it is that, but it's it's them. It's like the zombie society versus dudes who are trying to pull a heist right right which is like kind of cooler right <laughs> you know what i mean right yeah it makes me um, i had an idea for a zombie revenge movie ooh. I right i mean this also kind of turns into a zombie revenge movie a little bit too right. Right. this it wears oh, a lot of zombie, different hats the zombie revenge movie Zay batista wears glasses in this movie too <gasps> oh shit yeah oh, it's a perfect film he so he has his glasses he has his glasses like he has um you know how you like have that string not string but you know what i mean like it goes around your glasses and they oh, hang up around your neck like right the, yeah like the rope chain he has that on him like the, the entire time <gasps> yes he wears until librarian glasses until a scene where he has to read something and he just picks him up and he puts them on his face and he kind of zo- looks in and zo- like like squints a little bit it's so oh, okay so you're telling me that 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 the most amazing sentence I'm ever gonna I never expect 2014 Dan never expected this <laughs> sentence to come out of my face but you're telling me that Zack Snyder's like my favorite director at least on this oh movie. no <laughs> yes I'm telling like, you you're that telling because... me that Zack Snyder's turned into like one of the, my favorite filmmakers over the course of Justice League in this yeah oh, it's crazy Army of the Dead is a little. It, it my my final opinion on it is is that, that it rules incredibly hard if not just a little too indulgent but I'd rather well, it be too sh- indulgent yeah it's like it's like they're like you're watching this and you're like this is too long and I don't right. give a shit I don't right, care right. that's, that's how I felt about wild. Justice League yeah for the most part I, I mean maybe less so but yeah man I'm there wild. there is he 
he there's a bag of tricks that he returns to in this film too and i was like literally like are you joking he's doing this again in this oh, film shit what <laughs> no don't tell me oh, i'm not gonna shit. tell you it's not oh, if no. this dude never directed this is the thing i think if Zack snyder wasn't stupid and didn't direct movies of stuff he didn't either get like i just wish he made some different choices because mm-hmm. If he was just making fucking Army of the Dead movies for a career. Right. If he didn't have to dip (sighs) into, like, properties that he doesn't care about, and I do. Right. Like, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't hate him as much as I do. The weird thing is, is that this was announced to be his project following Watchmen. Do you know that? No. Army of the Dead. It it was announced in 2007. He was going to, um, it was literally... Dawn of the Dead, uh, 300, and then he was filming Watchmen when this was announced. And uh, and then I think he took a backseat and he wasn't going to direct it. He was just going to write it. It was like his story idea. And then it ended up getting put on the back burner for literally 15 years until well, finally last – like in 2019, he finally got to film it, um, which is crazy. Uh, I can't imagine this movie coming out in 2007. It would be nuts. Yeah. Uh, the other funny thing is you can absolutely tell that Tignataro was green screened into every single scene. I was going to say, I, it has to be uncomfortable. Like just the seams have to show on that, right? It, they do, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. She's great mm, anyway. Okay, cool, cool. Um, they're doing, they're already doing an animated prequel and a live action prequel directed oh. by, I'm just going to tell you. So mm. when you're watching this movie, you can be like, this is the dude who's going to star in and direct the prequel i did it, hear about that i think yeah yeah go ahead it's the safe cracking guy just so you know when you're going into okay. it you when you get to the safe cracking guy you're gonna be like are you kidding me this guy okay it's well, really great man oh boy it's good did you hear about his uh the 300 movie the the third 300 oh movie yeah it turned into that. like a romance yeah oh, was it like a gay romance? and um i forget the other dude's name the guy close to Hephaestus Hephaemiles or something I don't know yeah and then it's just like oh okay he's like yeah I just wrote this like epic war romance but they didn't want to make that it's like what the fuck apparently his King Arthur movie is going to take place during the gold rush what I don't know if that's a true thing or if I just made that up I think that's real man this journey ends with me going back and watching Dawn of the Dead 300 Watchmen Sucker Punch and the Guardians of Gahul or whatever <laughs> and saying actually these are all incredible and then rewatching Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and like killing myself because of how much I like them or and, then gonna, no. like, and then this you're gonna like and then you're gonna read uh, uh, the yeah, Fountainhead and then you're gonna be like Rand was right actually list I'm not <laughs> I genuinely don't think this guy has I, I don't know he's <sighs> I genuinely think he looks at that move, at that story as just a sexy adventure about an architect. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does. Which is amazing. But yeah, I'm pretty sure those movies are still bad. The thing is, they are just interestingly bad. Especially mm-hmm. Batman v Superman. You don't get a movie that terrible without, like, interesting thoughts going on, you know? Right. Yeah, or at least, I agree. Like, at least, like, maybe not interesting thoughts, but, like, he's, I, I don't know. He's coming at it from a perspective, at least. You know, he is... I just don't... Yeah. 
it's yeah, that it's perspective just like pretty doesn't bad jive. and usually pretty especially in that movie almost inept filmmaking wise and all these other issues but you know i honestly half of my problem with batman v superman is that it's incoherent to follow half the time if it was just a little clearer for me i think i would like it a lot more and there's like subplots that, that jesse it, eisenberg i think delivers a genuinely awful performance <laughs> Yeah, speaking of Jesse Truly, Eisenberg. Like, he's bad in that movie. The things he's given to say are stupid, and he's yeah. bad. Uh, it's, uh, now You See Me, masterpiece. Fucking incredible Oh, movie. it's great. I, I love that movie. I sc- is that the Louis, is that Louis Leterrier? Yes, yeah, Louis yeah. Leterrier, uh, magician movie. Seen it. It's there's great. A, there's a twist at the end. and The I, twist I, is amazing. My mouth was agape. I was screaming. <laughs> It's so good. And then I turned to my the friends that I watched it with, and they were like, that was a weird movie. And I was like, that was a fucking masterpiece. Are you kidding? Yeah, no, I, I am glad that you also appreciate Now You See Me. I have not seen... Is it that good? It looked... I don't know. I thought it looked... It's it's fun. a fun... It's a fun kind of B movie. To me, it's it looked like, like the movie that like gets put on at a family party that you're like okay with and it, you're, by the end you're like well that was better than it could have been no I thought I that genuinely happens. thought better than that? it's better than that the stuff oh, that shit. happens in that movie and the way that it's edited and like fr- and like it's and like, like a t- it's like I would almost compare as like it's a lesser it's like a goofier kind of worse Oceans movie hmm. it's like yeah. but it's that kind of like it's got that kind of like franticness it's got that kind of energy there's a big twist. It's heisty. There's like 16 um, big twists. It's, Every yeah, it's scene is like, this is how they did it. This is how it's, uh, man. I, so I watched a scene from Now You See Me 2 in which like the, the, the group, which they got rid of Isla Fisher and brought in, um, oh. they brought in, um, uh, a, what's her name? I'll, I'll look it up while I'm describing the scene, but like they're in this like high security vault at like a private tech company, I think, mm-hmm. and they are trying to smuggle out a playing card, and they're just throwing it back and forth to each other mm-hmm. in ways that no one can see, and they're, they're doing, hiding like, it. Gambit moves. They're doing gambit moves with each other and like hiding this playing card, and it's like a five minute scene, and it's completely crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Um. I Dan, I think at least the first one is like worth like kind of a lazy afternoon checkout. Like if you're like, ah, eh, I don't want to yeah. put on something too too engaging, but like something that'll kind of keep me going. I think that'll grab you. I think that movie is like a good kind of movie. Uh, they replace um, Isla Fisher with Lizzie Kaplan. Oh well, now I'm back on board. Yeah, that's a great choice. Also, Daniel Radcliffe's in it. Um, and then everyone else is back, or a lot of people mm-hmm. are back at least. Wait, it's a Daniel Radcliffe versus Jesse Eisenberg movie? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, spit whiskey all over myself. <laughs> it's directed by John Chu, the, oh, the guy who's doing In God. the Heights and did Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, okay. John yeah. Chu. Um. Also directed uh, Step Up to the Streets, Step Up 3D, mm-hmm. Gem and the Holograms, and Justin Bieber. Did you hear Never about the Never? Step, or the, no, it's not a Step Up movie, but they're making some cheerleader movie. Bring uh, It On? like Bring It On Halloween or whatever. They're bringing it's, Bring It On Halloween? They're literally doing, yeah, it's like kids are, it's a Bring it's a bring It On movie and they have to go practice like, you know, outside of school hours or whatever, <laughs> but then there's a slasher <laughs> picking them off or whatever. That's, That's fucking incredible. That's fucking rad, yeah. I love that. That sounds really good. 
Anyway, uh, check out Army of the Dead. It's stream. It, it, it's already streaming. It's going to be streaming in like less than two hours, right? Oh, oh God. Uh, well, I don't know. I think Netflix puts it up. Oh, is it like PST? 3 or whatever? Yeah. Dan, just did, wake when, up. Since when did everything turn into the Pacific time being important? I don't in know. California? When did that happen? Since just when? Wake, just wake up tomorrow morning and put it on. It's a What kind of bullshit is that? It's, uh, um, yeah. Right. Kingdom Hospital? Oh, yeah. King, oh, yeah. Kingdom Hospital. Uh. So episode 10 is called, it, on the DVD disc, it was called On the Third Day. But mm. it's also called The Passion of Reverend Jimmy. Which is a fine title for it, I suppose. Reverend, oh, this episode's nuts. Reverend Jimmy is uh, crucified. Is this the episode that starts with the cop? No. no. Damn, that's the next episode? That's yeah. the next episode. Okay. This episode um, was the fucking, like, Leftovers episode, it felt like. Yes. Yeah. This episode was the <laughs> Leftovers <laughs> episode. Big Leftover vibes. Yeah. So, like, there's a crucified reverend, and the the drunk kind of stumbles upon him. Um, and, you know, as he's, like, trying to help him down, you know, he's not like dead. He's alley. like Yeah, he's just... Yeah. He's like, ta- he's, like, crucified up to a fence. Uh, and the drunk kind of like his cut is healed by the blood that gets on him. He starts feeling better and sober, and he's like, he "Oh God, this up. guy's doing this guy's doing miracles. It's Jesus right here." He, um, he's also not he's dead, but he won't stop bleeding. Yeah, mm-hmm. he yeah. walks into the church and he goes, "The Reverend is dead in the alley down the street. He's dead, but he's still bleeding." And that's like the quote he walks into the church with. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's 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 a it's an experience." So, they so like, everyone starts gathering, and you know they take him to Kingdom Hospital. They carry his corpse down the street like he's crowd surfing, <laughs> uh, which I guess it, yeah. they did that with Jesus. I guess I don't know anything about Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so then they bring him in. Jesus and, was notorious for <laughs> surfing those crowds. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anytime there's a party, you just had to. Jesus had to launch himself. Old, so old like JC Jim yep. Cavazale. Anyway, oh god, <laughs> ah, yes, I was wondering when JC was gonna come up. Oh, JC stupid. I pray he never winds up in a paper bag because he will get stuck and he will die. Is <laughs> <laughs> a fucking good quote. He's yeah. like a puppy that you keep telling, don't bite that, don't bite don't that. Except that. The, don't chew on yeah. that, yeah. Except the My puppies God. talks about Hitler. Uh, <laughs> and um, adre- he's worried about adrenochroming the children. Oh, yep. Jesus Christ. Person of Interest is a great show, and I can't wait to rewatch it and see him read Constantly. the lines <laughs> off of the other actor's forehead or his own hand. <laughs> Wait, I didn't get that far. What? Oh, yeah, he, he taped it. Wait, you didn't finish the episode? No. Oh, my God. I got, like, halfway through. Crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. he had a tape. He taped his lines to his act, the, his co-actor's face. So he could oh, he's a dumb off. motherfucker. And, then, like, the huh? crew didn't know that, so they thought he was just doing really well and being really lucid for once in his life. And then the other guy turns around, and they're like, he taped his lines to the guy's <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Jim so, Caviezel. Yeah, so Jim, uh, Reverend Jimmy Cavazale is... Um, he also turns the sink water into wine, right? Yes, he does place, the water the into like, wine. Yeah, when he's in the, he's, he's in the, um, he's in the, the uh, Kingdom Hospital. He's dead at this point, and he's in okay. the morgue, I think. And all and, these people uh, are, like, crowding around him. And do you guys remember what the other um, miracle is? 
Uh, he get, got them more sandwiches. <laughs> he got them more yes. sandwiches. They were like, oh, I thought there was only going to be a dozen sandwiches. And it's like like a hundred sandwiches that got delivered. And he's like, yeah. oh, what a miracle. Yeah, someone goes, finally, the sandwiches or something. Because um, it was yeah, like it was a like mistake. like a bunch of hoagies. Yeah. The guy meant to order like seven dozen, but he got one dozen. And he's like, what am I going to do now? And then he turns around, and there's a billion of them. And it's like, yeah. oh, my God, Jesus is real. Yeah, so this this corpse of this reverend is doing miracles that are like Jesus. There's other stuff going. There's definitely some like. Steg Stegman plots going on, like other stuff is happening. Um, uh, Hook is doing stuff because there's like the who body. The fuck are the, these people you're talking about? <laughs> well, they're in the war. Stegman, Elmer. Oh, uh, every couple fucking minutes, the goddamn doop 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 headless guy runs around. Yeah. This yeah, the headless guy comes back in this set. The it headless is guy is running show. around, and it's a slapstick show for a couple of seconds. It's insane how much this show just ventures into, like, oh, we're doing a goofy bit, and it's like, what? What is yeah. going on? And it's, this show it's has no times. idea. It's like, sometimes it's with Davidson when he's acting like him and his wife are getting down, and it's like, we're being goofy now, and it's like, mm-hmm. what, what's going on? I don't understand. Yeah, I, t- I completely check out when I hear that... Yeah, it's like fucking three now. <laughs> yeah, they do like little slapstick music. Every time I start hearing it, I'm like, "All right, I don't have to pay attention for the next six <laughs> minutes because they're gonna have a little slapstick and goofy shit going on." Um, I remember in this episode, uh, the Jesus Christ is in the morgue, and an earthquake happens, and everyone's trapped inside the basement of the, yes. the of the kingdom, and it is tri- it. But okay, so there is like a crowd of thousands of people gathered outside. A, it's like days, right? It's is that well, the a couple... next episode or is that this episode? I can't. Okay, so that's how the next episode starts with because... all the people outside because that's what the yeah. cop goes all yeah yeah yeah. yeah. All but that, they're he... separate episodes. Yeah. So in this right. episode, they gather over the course of the episode in anticipation mm. of the third day after this guy's death because he'll resurrect. Sure. And um. Also, an uh, earthquake happens to trap people underneath in the basement within the, where the morgue is, including Hook. I think Hook's down there. I know that the blind blind death is down there, too, and he is healed, I guess, somehow, which I guess is a miracle that Jesus Christ Isn't is there performing. some light pouring out of a thing? Was that it? I think, yeah. But so I think a bunch of times people get like attacked by light or something. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be Jesus. Right, but um, I, I don't know. I just know there was a shaft of light. Come, they were all gathered. The three, the blind guy and then those other two people, I don't know who anyone is, uh, were gathered around this, like, shaft of light that was coming out of the floor. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I thought that's what healed his, his eyesight, but I, I don't know. I think so. Um, I don't know what that was. I feel like that wasn't followed up. I didn't see that again, like, after that scene, so I don't know what I, was going on. I, I just think it was supposed to be a visual representation of the miracles that were happening. Is what I kind of like gathered yeah, because it seemed like they were straight up like, "Hey, what's this big fucking flashlight thing happening here?" I don't know. It was strange because <laughs> then later there's the whatever. We'll get into it. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but the way the earthquake is handled is just like not almost nonchalantly. Like the vibe of this episode didn't feel like there are people trapped under here. It just right. felt like people were hanging out in a rubble arena for a little while, <laughs> and then they got out because people moved the rubble. Yo, out of the I would hang out in a rubble arena for a while. <laughs> That sounds awesome. Honestly, yeah. Uh, so then, um, 
they get out and then they go to get the corpse but the corpse is missing and one of the yeah. followers of Jesus sees him he comes to her and like gives her a little kiss on the forehead and disappears and she's like I saw him he came to me and Dr. Hook brings out the um the, like the death shawl or whatever the death shawl the bloody death shawl of him and just hands it up like he's not here he's not here and that was like kind of how the episode ended. Also, Bruce Davison at one point blamed the immigrants for being bad uh, yeah, on yep. TV. So that yeah, he had his amazing interview. Yeah, he had a yeah, pretty. That was insane. He did, and then like as the dude's holding up like the death shawl, as Doctor Hook's holding up the death shawl, he looks at Bruce Davison and he does like a weird little like taunting maneuver because um, he hates the guy, I guess. Ed Bagley showed up in this episode for like three seconds, I think. Uh, only mm-hmm. one of the two episodes we watched, the well, two of the four episodes we watched, he shows up in. And this is one of them, and it was it was a little, it was it was a personal miracle for me when he arrived. Yeah, yeah. He's doing so. What is he doing in this show? He's like starting some project. He's like looking at vacation packages or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's hanging out in his office, like checking out shit and not Isn't listening. He, I to thought anyone. he was. I thought he was like doing some. He's like about to like launch some sort of project or something. Maybe I don't know. I, I I don't know. He's in his office the entire time. He doesn't get out of there. I know that much. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, no goo. Uh, three out of five. Uh, favorite scene was. So yeah. Whatever. Uh, this is favorite scene was when the sandwiches appeared. <laughs> you like the sandwiches part? I like the sandwiches part. It was really funny. Okay. 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 <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of thought the scene when the guy found him was interesting. Like, what happens if you do just find, I don't know, like Jesus, Jesus happening, <laughs> strung yeah. up in a fucking alleyway? Yeah. That's, I don't know. This show's weird. <laughs> it's, but yeah. It seems interesting. This felt incongruous with the way the show is set up. The fact that Jesus whole, exists. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. It's a really strange thing to sort of start happening ten, nine episodes in. Oh. It's almost like introducing like a cosmic turtle in like the <laughs> the last few chapters of your the, giant omnibus about a clown killer. <laughs> sure, sure. He almost. wasn't introduced then, but you know what I mean. Uh-huh. He likes to he likes to make incongruous lore dumps in the middle of things. It feels like. Well, yeah. Which is you know, isn't life just incoherent and incongruous with itself? Yeah. You know? Nothing makes does anything make fucking sense? No. No, I don't think so. Does this? Do we? Not really. No. No, no look at us. We're literally talking about stuff we don't like, hoping other people will enjoy that. <laughs> I don't like it. Don't, like don't understand. Strong. Let's just at least don't say understand it. for sure. Alright, the uh, next episode starts kind of rad. Let's just Yeah, the cop yeah. At <laughs> the, going completely it, old testament on this crowd yeah. of Jesus worshippers. Yeah, uh, I like. This. I didn't write I down what he. I should have. We should, someone should have. I didn't, but should have scrawled down what he was saying because it was pretty rad. It's very Stephen King. Yeah, I don't remember either. I just know that he like gets killed or something. And he's then... ba- well, he's basically just like get the fuck back to all this. There's this huge crowd of worshippers, I guess, gathered around this hospital and. He's basically just like, you need to move the fuck back. And he just started <laughs> beating people with his nightstick. And then a 
while quoting verse, and it's just like intense verse. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) he's like the copiest cop of all time. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and then yeah, and then he gets attacked by. Is he the guy who gets attacked by the shaft of light, and then gets? Yes, Uh, that's this episode, right? Um. A couple people get attacked by the Shaft of Light, but I, I feel like it's not resolved because I don't remember. I remember that kind of just ending and not, like, I'm really... Fuck, get, I'm about to fuck to get uh, attacked by a Shaft of Light. <laughs> uh, yes, this other episode is when... This is the other one where they say a, a scene out of, a, of uh, the horror of a Stephen King novel. Yeah. Um, uh, Dr. Hook fucks his girlfriend in the hospital clubhouse that he has, <laughs> which is crazy. That's like all episode two, right? Is yeah, he like- keeps he, he takes out like a guitar and starts playing it for a second until his name gets uh, played over the loudspeaker, which is inside <laughs> this clubhouse too. Mm-hmm. And he leaves, and she's still in her lingerie as he's putting on his scrubs. Um, this episode was weird because Elmer was looking for the file of like an anesthesia case or something, and the one bad ghost is like handing him files discreetly throughout through the filing cabinet which is mm-hmm. crazy it's like takes place like three minutes of just this uh so there's I felt a, like i forgot that like ghosts were just a thing like i don't know this the fact that there's like a it feels like a wacky collection of like ghost ca- secondary characters was mm-hmm. not a thing i was expecting either Oh and yeah, maybe, and maybe that was Everything a thing from the other episodes ghost. that I forget. But it felt like like oh, we're revisiting our staple of ghost people, and it's like what the fuck? Well, because the two also show. in this, it's just so weird. The yeah. girl has been around pretty much all the episodes that we watched today, but only like vaguely and briefly. Like she talks to people right. for like a second, and then she's like shh, and that's it. Um, so they mostly interact with the Jack Coleman dude. Um, and then pretty much keeps themselves up now when the dude is like handing this guy files or whatever. Um, there's an old dude in this who doesn't know how computers work and then he gets killed and an evil Nazi doctor ghost is like experimenting on him. Was that dude a Nazi doctor? I think so. I, I, the whole time I'm like, oh, this guy looks like a, why is there like a Nazi looking guy in this? He just looks like an evil Nazi villain. And I guess he was. I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, there's just a cartoon. Like, there's just a cartoon ghost villain in this, and it's like, all right, I guess, sure, I guess we can have that alongside Aunt Tubus. And they're like, it's fine. It's just like, it, again, I just wish we saw these things get introduced. <laughs> I'm. There's a part in this episode when Jack Coleman is like in the spirit realm, but like in the underside of the hospital, I think, and he's like, I, there's a the whole other side kingdom? to this hospital, and I'm like, you've been here before, dude. This is a thing that happened 100%. You've been here before. The old kingdom. The old kingdom. Um, uh, there's a scene where the, when these dudes are, like, experimenting on a guy in, like, an operating room. He has his, like, brain out, and they had the numbers oh, yeah. on his brain. And they keep poking it, like, and seeing what it does. And I'm like, don't you know that? Aren't you doctors? Like. Yeah. I thought, well, yeah. I th- it seems strange. I thought they were just doing brain surgery on a guy and making sure that his brain you know they weren't fucking up as they were going along but it just seemed weird because then they're like oh no this is the thing that does that and then they're like taking bits out they're and stuff, learning and it's kind of like what? I don't know he, they, 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 they were labeling the... parts of his brain like they had yeah they <laughs> it was kind of strange 
They push the one know. area and the guy starts talking in Bible verse and they're like, I guess yeah. that part's the Bible. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Bible region of your brain. Uh Let's I don't see. have anything else to say about this one. I don't remember. Uh, the episode ends with Elmer having sex in the morgue, and then it literally cuts yes. to black while that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was is... like, I was remembering, like, I was trying to wrap up the episode to do something else, and I was like, it says it has two minutes left, but this scene does not mm-hmm. seem like an ending, so I hope it's not lying to me, and it wasn't. It was just really weird. It was just really weird. Yeah. Um, like it got pans two... from, or no, it doesn't pan really. It, it booms down from two people having sex to uh, like a, a mulchy corpse. Yeah, it does. Fade yeah, to black yeah. on that, and it's like, oh, cool. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, we're um, out. So uh, this one, uh, two out of five, two point five out of five. How about? Because there's some mm-hmm. wild stuff in here. Uh, no goo. My favorite scene is a scene in which Bruce Davison is in his office and he is looking into a mirror and the camera holds on him for a good couple seconds and then Bruce Davison says into the mirror, I like myself now and then it holds on him for a few more seconds and then someone (laughs) comes in and interrupts whatever the fuck he is doing in there. (laughs) I like myself now, he says. It was... I missed that. I'm sad. Incredible. Bruce Davison... He really doing the Lord's work in this show. Can we talk about <laughs> yes. how good Bruce Davison is? Yeah, he's doing good. He's, he's like good. A, he's I feel playing like I only like paid attention disgraced... to a little... Oh, sorry. No, he's like playing like his whole thing is like he got like his license removed or something. Like he did like some botched surgeries in like the other hospital, right? Is that his whole thing? I think so, yeah. And he got transferred to Maine and that's like he's trying to cover it up. I think yeah. he's I believe in the earlier episodes we watched, he's getting inducted into, like, a fucking satanic cult that is being mm. run in this hospital, and Ed Begley Jr. is a part of that, but that does mm. not seem to come up again at all. I think they're the ones causing the earthquake, so I'm not mistaken, but um, Br- but right. Bruce Davison reacts to anything that's happening that isn't normal with, like, anger and, like, impatience. Like, I, like this is a ridiculous... He's just, in- he's just indignant about everything. Yeah. He's doing a great job. Uh, the most compelling character on this show, like, bar none, I think. Even though I don't really know what the fuck he's up to. That's what I was going to say. Like, he, I, I, I feel like I agree, but I feel like I've only actually, like, soaked in about eight minutes total of his entire performance. So, mm, yeah. I don't I don't know if I can judge. Uh, uh, say that's my favorite scene. That's my favorite scene across all four of these, I think, is, is him looking into a mirror and saying, <laughs> I like myself now. Because it was really funny. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I still just think him freaking out in the car is probably the best. That is pretty good too. The, the first, the first thirty seconds was the most enjoyable out of these four episodes. Oh, the all the title sequences. Oh uh, no! Well, the, the, I meant I meant Davis in the car thing. just yeah. going. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. So, are we given? Are we entering the the re, the, the 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 wind down the um, the goo grade? Yeah. Overall, uh, zero. Overall, zero. Uh, out of five, out of five baseballs hurled at that guy's nuts. <laughs> out of five 
um, uh, hospital clubhouse fuckings uh, <laughs> out of five Jesus Christs <laughs> strung five, up in an alleyway uh, breads out of five sandwiches out of five say, out of five million sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> out of five Jim Cavazale Hitler impressions out of five uh, it's something like a Stephen King book yeah that's a good one um, out of then, five my trauma didn't happen and I'm okay <laughs> I'm gonna give it a three I think I'm giving it a a, a gentleman's 2.5 I think okay. that's fair I yeah. think it's unfair to rate it almost in a way because we haven't seen all of it. So. Well, the ones that we did see, yeah. Gentlemen's 2.5. They make these shows knowing people are going to come in and bounce out. You know, they know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They probably don't make it for that, <sighs> I mean, but you know what yeah, I mean. I think this is expressly the type of show that wasn't that thing. Yeah, and that's You're talking about the previous got... like 80 years of television history. Yeah. Um... Yeah, favorite scene, Bruce Davison. Yeah. Nice. Favorite scene, uh... Uh, Antupis, uh, uh, uh <laughs> heart, uh, transplant. There you go. Anteater monster uh, shoving hearts into chests. Okay. Uh, when they threw all the fucking baseballs at the guy. Yeah, I mean, really, that is the best. That's the No, best. I liked, I liked when, um... The Jesus stuff was going on. Don't we all? Yeah. I like How does that they, wrap like, up? He just he he ascends to heaven. He dis- his corpse is appearing. He he, he show he his he shows up. He like shows up to like the other lady from the church. Yeah. And he says like I he love you, like, my child. Yeah. He's like I'm resurrected, and then she goes on, and then um, yeah, she goes on and is like he I saw him. He came to me, and then. Uh, Dr. Hook stands in the car and he's like, he's dead. We're, we've gotten out of the thing. And then he holds up the, he's like, but I want to show you shawl, something. And he right. holds up the shawl. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God, it was Jesus. <laughs> that was the best. Um, Man. And that's, that's, that's all I got for this one. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Um. Uh, uh, what more is there to say? If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, give us a call. You know, just you know, chat us up. Yeah, we'll answer. We should yeah, have we'll a hotline. We should just have a lot. Like, we should have a phone line. Yeah, get a yeah, Google like, Voice or something. Yeah, you want to drop us a message? Uh, or we should just have send it. Come in, yeah, just come into the Discord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jump right in the chat. Jump in the Discord. Yeah. Call us up. Be like, hey, are you guys available for a meeting? Uh, I have something to say. And we'd be like, yeah, sure. We'll figure it out. We'll have a guest um, corner on our show where we just let people in while we're recording and say something silly. <laughs> oh, that would be new. That would yeah, be new. Chris, let's just do a Chris Gethard thing. Yes. Call us. Call in. We're doing a Chris Gethard show. The topic for today, we'll have a we'll have our episode topic of like what we're talking about, and then we'll have like some other question that will we'll, that will posit, and people will call in and answer. That sounds great, great idea. Yeah, 
You could also simply email us at itcamefromabasement at gmail.com. Head over to itcamefromabasement.com for your home for all things ICFAB. Follow us on Twitter at BasementCast. Um, we would love if you donated to our Patreon at patreon.com slash itcamefromabasement. We where do you cool can receive, yeah, bonus episodes of movies recommended by you, exclusive Discord roles, retrospective episodes, and commentary tracks. Uh, soon we're going to be recording. I mean, uh, I don't know when this comes out, and probably way later than uh, thing. But we're we're starting on our run of sequels. Um, we just did Aliens, and soon we will be doing Spider Man Two. Yeah. Um, which I guess. Wait, what? What's this? What's the order? What are we doing after that? Would that be Empire Strikes Back and then Temple of Doom, or would it be Temple of Doom then Empire Strikes Back? Well, it would have, if we go in the same order. It would be Empire Strikes Back, Superman Two. Oh, Superman Two, Temple okay. of Doom. And That's then, a great run. And then I guess Alien Three. <laughs> that would be awesome. We should uh, choose like a not eighties movie franchise. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it. We'll I get mean, around to that. What <laughs> other what other franchises are worth doing, honestly? Yeah, yeah. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review. It really goes a long way for the growth of our show as we wind into the uh sort of back part of our of our binder. Do you think like we can discuss this more on the episode itself, but do just like if when we do Spider-Man 2, then it'll be like a, a dead heat between Spider-Man 2 and Alien for like the best thing we've ever covered on this podcast, bar none, right? Probably, probably, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're available at Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc., etc., wherever you get your podcasts. I would like to thank Nick Vittori for our artwork and Mike Wood. Oh my God, do you drop your Sorry, orbs? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Mike Wood for our theme song. <laughs> Oh my god, the orbs are going everywhere. They're just going crazy tonight. They're round. They roll. <laughs> they <laughs> roll. Next time, we are watching Total Recall 2070, the pilot uh, called Machine Dreams, a 1999 TV pilot directed by Mario as a party. Uh, too bad it's not available anywhere. You can't watch it with us. Can you, if, listen, ask us. If you watch we'll this, share. you listen we'll to share. the show, you probably know us. Hit hit me up. I'll send you a link. I don't care. Yeah, if you want to watch it, if you want to watch it, you go watch it. Uh the Canadian television pilot to a failed Hell to Recall like prequel show or something. Yeah. It went on for a whole season, 22 episodes. Absolutely nuts. And it's and also it... not based on Total Recall. It's based <laughs> on Blade Runner. <laughs> it's incredible. So I'm excited for it. Oh, boy, okay. It's called Machine Dreams. It's Oh, my God. It's literally Do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. Um, so we're I'm excited for that. I bet that's going to be a fun one. Um, and that's all. It's gonna, that's going to be all for us. Uh, remember, friends. Dwell well. Ew. <laughs> like that. <laughs> It's like you spoke out of your butthole. <laughs> <laughs>